You're listening to the Talk of Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And today's episode is a discussional podcast episode where we talk about the news that seems important to us, dive into our community, hit a little topic that we have, and then say goodbye to y'all. So goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. You're supposed to say yo. Or no, os. What was it? Os. Os. Okay, there you go. Am I supposed to say os now? I don't know. I, don't know. I thought we were goodbye. just saying goodbye. Yeah, that's true. We're from the talkspirit.com site, so you can check out there, jump in our community on our forum up there. And we also have a, our community down there. You can leave us comments to read on these discussional podcast episodes because we enjoy doing that. People ask us questions, we answer them, and it's always fun. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, anything important to jump into before we jump in? Dive right in? Too the long. world is ending. <laughs> the world's ending, there you go. <laughs> the world's ending, we're watching anime. Uh, yeah, it seemed like a really quiet week for anime news. I don't know if that's because everybody's too focused on making 50 million posts about every single person that's been cast for every anime series that's coming up, or if just that nothing's happening. But, uh, I've managed to find some I stuff. said the world is ending. That's Obviously, there's why. no news. No, things could be going to heck and they're still gonna make stuff. <laughs> we have to keep ourselves entertained so that we don't, like, fall into these puddles of depression. Well, they're probably deciding whether or not they want to keep uh, yeah, making rockets. anime right now. <laughs> the rockets, rockets flying, flying over them. Got rockets flying overhead. They're like, eh, do we really need to work on the next episode? <laughs> yes, get back to work. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, but yeah, I got I got I got some bits of news in here that hopefully we'll we'll get some discussion going. But uh, the first bit is both exciting and depressing for many people, depending on who you are and if you have an Amazon Prime account and anime strike. Anime strike. <laughs> Uh, but I was very surprised when I was looking into uh, our little Amazon app that suddenly Garden of uh, Sinners popped up on there. That was yes. like a huge shock because that's one thing that I thought I would never, ever see streamed because they had their little Aniplex of America box set that's extremely expensive. And, of course, you, you kind of wonder if I'm going to pave that much for that when I don't even know if it's good or not. Everybody says it's good. And I want to check it out, but it's really, really expensive. So I would like a sample, please. Uh, but yeah, apparently now, if you want to, you can go check it out on, on Amazon Strike if you have an Amazon Strike account. Like which... we need any more things to add on to our plate of things to watch. Yes. Need more. We need many, many more. 
no, we don't. But it's uh, eight films and the two sequels movies that you can check out on there. So if you have an Amazon Strike account, definitely go check that out because I've heard a lot of people say it's really, really great. I, I've, I've sampled quite a bit of it and it looks really good, but I, was, I wasn't really engaged as much as I was hoping I would be. So but that's my opinion on it. So it's the, the, the description from Anaplex says, after lying in a coma for two years caused by a traffic accident, Shiki Ryoga, Ryogi uh, awakens with amnesia. Inexplicably, she finds in turn that she also has obtained the mystic eye of death perception, in which she can see invisible lines of mortality that hold every living and non-living thing together. Uh, working for a small independent agency, Shiki attempts to unravel the baffling mystery behind a series of abnormal, horrifying incidents. After, um, are they a foreshadowing that leads to something even more tragic or ominous? Uh, things are not what they appear on the surface, blah, 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 generic synopsis. Probably a really bad idea to unravel invisible lines that hold mortality together. Just if, saying. If you're sick, it's okay. Well, y- y- you know, the, there's the, the, the ladies who make the string, and, and, and there's the one that cuts the string. You don't want to unravel the string of life. It's a b- bad idea. There's actual people doing that? Yeah. There, there's the three, the three goddesses. The world's ending. Chris lost his mind. <laughs> Let's move forward. We have fantastic news for Andrew. And hopefully Chris, too. Yes. One more re-zero. I don't know. It's 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 gory. I don't know if they're going to keep... okay? I don't know if my girl's going to be in there, though. I mean, Rim's going to be in there, and that's a, that's a good thing. What's your girl? Beatrice. I, I would think so. I mean, she's even in the in the. I see that, so I'm 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 hoping that this can be a good thing. But anyways, the uh, studio for ReZero, the series that we enjoyed, White Fox, they released a PV for a ReZero OVA. Um, this was at a stage event in MF Bunko J Summer School Festival 2017. In the PV, it basically shows the estate um, that they was Subaru was in during the second arc, and everybody's eating looks like omelet rice. And but Subaru is very, 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 very agitated. He gets upset, so that's enough. And then him, Ram, and Rim go inside the kitchen where they are mixing up what looks like mayonnaise. Kind of the downside is it seems like they're turning it into a cooking show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then at some point, Amelia walks in and asks if they're making something. And Rem says in a very, very cute Rem self way, yes, OVA, this. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, they're making an OVA. Uh, people claim since it looks like they're making mayonnaise, it might be some some there's some mayonnaise side story, which kind of upsets me. But um, I'm still hoping that 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 founder guy for Oculus, when he was trying to tweet about trying to pay for the uh, Rem runaway story, I'm hoping this is like a precursor to that. Maybe there's something in here story wise because they're claiming that it's it has Subaru getting some connection with Rem. Maybe that's needed to have the full experience of that that true Ram Runaway story. It's possible. I'm still going to get it. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. hoping. It's possible. Uh, I don't think he ever actually confirmed if he ever got in contact with White Fox and, and the committee for ReZero or not. But come on. Make it happen. So I'm interested in that. Hopefully hopefully it happens. Uh, but I'm hoping for any any LVAs, especially if it has Rem in it. Because Rem's best girl. And hopefully some uh, Felix in there as well. We want some Felix. Yeah. Always have some Felix. Uh, next bit of news we have is Shaft is developing Prism Nana Magical Girl Anime. 
Um, this is a they released a new visual for it. I think they posted on Twitter as well. Uh, but it is a seven episode OVA with different directors and writers, each having a degree a degree of freedom as they produce stories for I'm not sure if it's gonna be a consistent story through the entire thing or if it's gonna be one story if it's gonna be one story with different directors in each episode. I'm assuming it's gonna be different directors and writers for each episode with a different magical girl because there's a lot of girls on this key art. Um, but I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see. But it uh What is this based in? We mean what is the store story based in? Don't have anything else. All we have is that it's magical girls. There's a key art, and there's different directors, and it's Shaft. And we just love Shaft. Okay, yeah. I'm on, I'm and on it's board. Magical girls. I'm on board. So you think Shaft? You know, but I imagine Madoka Magica probably. It was a one-time so. thing. We're not worried about that. <laughs> they're are a one-hit wonder. <laughs> you, Chef. You're not doing any good anymore. You just had no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, they're, okay. they're not going to be Madoka Magica. You know, dark magical girl. It that that was a one-time thing. They're not going to do that stuff again. You know what's going to happen? Episode ten will be Jenner Bucci with the writer <laughs> for it, and it'll be like the darkest damn thing in the entire series. The rest of it'll be like. Like lollipop, happy rainbows, and then episode ten, the butcher happened. <laughs> no, either they'll do like a thing where they won't say who's directing the episode. It'll just suddenly the episode comes out, and they're like, "Oh, cool, the next one. Who's it, who's directing this one? We don't know." It just goes way dark, and you're like, "This has got to be Jin, doesn't it?" And at the very end, it says, "With love, Jin Urobuchi." Yeah, I could see that happening. Or just when the episode opens up, it just says Jinro Bucci. I hate Shaft. You're like, crap, this is going to be really dark. And then it, it's completely happy and sugar rainbows. <laughs> he can do that. His he the can only totally happy do that. episode everybody hates it. <laughs> and he he's like, totally I hate you that. all. You just want me to be dark, don't you? Anyways, good stuff. Definitely, definitely excited for <laughs> more stuff from Shaft in general. That would so. be awesome if the Butcher was to do that. So he 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 starts a new 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 show, a complete original, and he just sells it as this just blood fest, and just all the commercials are blood fest, and then just happy rainbow uh, unicorns. I wonder if people would be like extremely angry at him. <laughs> it would be awesome. It'd be like the the ultimate troll. It'd be the ultimate troll. And that, I mean, that's the same thing as saying uh, you know having. Hayao Miyazaki suddenly make like a gore, like a splatter fest movie with his next movie. It's like he just like he just goes off the deep end. And it's makes the some caterpillar, and it's thing. just blowing up every five seconds. <laughs> Children crying, ladies getting splattered, men ah. fighting in wars. Yeah, mayhem, cats and dogs making out. And then, of course, we're gonna have our 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 art people go. But you don't understand the pure art artistry. See of the way the, the blood is splattering? the blood is splattering in this forty five degree angle, and that means emotion, <laughs> emotion. <in that. laughs> but then there was the pink blood, and the pink blood means. <laughs> uh, next bit we have is some news on the Aria success. I would, I guess, I could just say that is success. But that's uh, yeah. For those that were wondering, we've been keeping a update on the Aria Kickstarter that. Right stuff in Ozami Entertainment we're doing, um, which was definitely exciting. The end result, now that we finally have the end result, is I think they got uh, 560,000. It's all weird on my screen right now. I don't know why. 559, or $595,000 from 200, uh, $2,600. Oh, come on. Somebody backers. couldn't put the extra 4000 in there to make it an even... I tried. 600000 <laughs> I tried. But that is well over their initial thought of I think it was like one hundred and fifty or something like that, one hundred fifty thousand, which is just 
insane. Did they get the OVAs? Yes, everything everything is back. They had they had the original one they were going to do just the first season uh for that 120 or whatever it was and then they started doing the the uh the stretch goals which was what I was hoping would be would be them adding the other seasons and it just kept adding and adding and adding because essentially they're going to make new tiers that fill that have that extra episodes added to it and so people were bumping up their um their their pledges until and of course you have a lot of people like me that are kind of like thinking well i don't really want just one season i'm hoping it backs it all they were planning on doing more kickstarters but it ended up getting that far anyways because what was it um i think to get the full entire thing was three hundred sixty thousand, and they're five hundred ninety five thousand, well over that um so yeah i i had the last in the last 12 hours of the the Kickstarter thing, I bumped mine up to like way too much money that I'm throwing into it. So I'm more excited. Like what I was telling most people is like, I'm trying to figure out if how much I want to back into it because I've never watched Aria. Well, I've watched some of Aria, like probably I think back in the day, probably six episodes. And I, I rewatched three episodes of it. Cause I, I was talking to Logan about it. And he's like, I tell most people to watch three episodes and decide. And I'm like, yeah, I just wa- I rewatched the first three episodes and I absolutely love it. Um, it just feels it has, you know, that the isekai, whatever it's called, the the mm-hmm. not isekai, um, yashiki. What was it called? Yeah, <laughs> yashiki. The 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 healing. The what they have for healing, that healing type of feel, like flying witch it, stuff like that. Yashike. Yes, and but again, I was still kind of hesitant because I mean the tier that I wanted was still going to be like I was. I think total I put like three hundred twenty dollars into it because I got I got the book as well. Um, but it was one of those things where the thing that pushed me to do it is because I support Nozomi Entertainment. I support Right Stuff. I, I support what they do. They got Pied Piper on board and Pied Piper knows how to do a Kickstarter. I've, ex- I've been experiencing it because Chris, um, did the skip beat. And even though did I- Did you get your name in this one? Like, or did we get our name in this one? Like we did one in well, the skip beat? Well, eventually they'll, they'll eventually ask it, but, but it, it's one of those things where- I've been burned by Kickstarter so badly from Sekai Project that you have that kind of fear there. But at the same time, Pied Piper, Nozomi Entertainment, uh, the amount of passion that fans have for this series, it was kind of one of those things where I don't think I'm going to be disappointed. And I really want to see the behind-the-scenes stuff they're kind of promising because they're they're wanting to get with... Because Pied Piper does so much stuff behind the scenes with their Kickstarter to keep people informed and little videos that they did. And... And uh, Sean Collector is talking about doing even more with theirs. So I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of that um, behind-the-scenes stuff and seeing it become a release. Plus, there's the fact that, unlike Sekai Project, <laughs> they're not going to release this series outside of the Kickstarter for everybody else um, for quite some time. So I won't have the case like with Sekai Project where I still have yet to get my stuff and they're already selling it and, and redoing sales for the damn stuff and... I've yet to see my stuff, so. Right. <laughs> I agree. Let's put it on Steam. Yeah. yeah, here's another sale every time. I like to comment on it. But, yeah, definitely uh, congratu- huge congratulations to the folks over there at Nozomi Entertainment. Huge congratulations to Sean Kleckner. Huge congratulations to the fans of Arya. I think it's a, a great little success story. And I and that's the other thing. I, I hope this will breed more stuff from them to to bring older. I love the idea of bringing older titles up giving them a Blu-ray treatment, giving them a dub that was never there for the people that love their dubs. 
um, that's really, really exciting stuff. So just remember, this is not the way to do things. We are okay with it occasionally, but come on. <laughs> yeah, it's another one of those things where the way it's explained kind of makes sense. I when I seen Aria Kickstarter announced, I was like, I kind of seen that coming. It's it's a very niche title. Um, the way they kind of put it is the idea of dubbing this entire series um, on the idea that hoping that you know more than a hundred people will buy it is is that fear. So, do you think that this is going to be the the way that they do it all the time though? Though, though? for I mean, Nozomi Entertainment, yes, because they're that's their business model. They don't have huge amounts of money to throw into dubs. They don't have a huge dub studio. So, yeah, but okay, let let let's say. Uh, What's another random title that's super niche and like Mushishi? Okay, let's say uh, Funimation doesn't do it. Now, it is a very, very beautiful show. And the people who love it, love it a lot. But let's say that they put it right next to, okay, somebody decides to do Dragon Ball or ReZero. They randomly decide to kickstart ReZero. And then at the same time, another company does Mushishi. Okay, ReZero has a huge following, and it's going to suck up all the money. It's a fresh following, by the way. Yeah. It's a fresh following. And then you've got Mushishi right next to it, which it has a following, but it's n- probably not as not fresh rabid. Yeah, it's well, I mean, that, that goes back rabid. to the whole argument that a lot of people will watch anime for... Like three years, they say, and then they'll they'll drop off. So you do have that three year window of hitting when the iron's hot. Mushishi, Arya are in those areas of a lot of the people that watched it back in the day probably don't even watch anime anymore, and that's probably a huge fear for them. Right, and and, that, and that's my thing is this. I I, I know that we're pulling up an, an old. Uh, I'm bringing up an old uh, old donkey to kick it a couple more times, but. This is my fear of this. I love the Kickstarter. I love kickstarting these anime to get them back into the system and get people the show that they really want. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what are we going to do when we have the issue of two shows that we really truly love. I love ReZero. I love Mushishi. I would want to back either of them. Um, and Obviously, I'm I'm willing to back them. I've backed Skip Beat. Andrew wanted to back this one. I probably couldn't have done this one. But the point is, is when you have two of them at the same time, what are we going to do? Are we going to get on to the, the publishers and say, you can't do it this way? You're, you're giving us... Because the way that they're looking at it is they're watching Arya and they go, wow, this worked. So they're going to repeat the process. They're going to do it again. And at what point are we going to say, look, we're fine with you doing this. But the problem is, is if you put two shows that we really like at the same time, you're going to drain the market with one of them. ReZero will eat all of the market compared to what Mushishi gets. And Mushishi, I would hesitate to say, is pretty close, if not better, than ReZero. Yeah, their own things, but yeah. I mean, that... I think I think my only answer to that is, and uh, this goes back to the whole thing of yeah. If you want to bring up the question of what what is why would I bash you know Funimation so much where I'm uh, you know cheering for Nozomi Entertainment right here is I think it's really in how they present themselves. Um, I think 
what's the cool thing here and for future Nozomi Entertainment stuff, because they, they did, Sean Clickter has said that he's going to do more of these. Um, it was based on the success of this, if they're going to do more of these. And they've, they talked, they, they did an interview with, I don't know if it was Anon. And I asked, think so. It was Anon. Um, and he kind of played it, put it out there that they basically presented this idea to a lot of different companies for a lot of different uh, uh, series. And this was the one they kind of came out with. And so the idea of is, okay, if it's successful, we're going to do it more of the ones that were okayed by their original license holders. And the cool thing is that the way that they're presenting it with this one is that Sean Kleckner seems in that interview seemed to have this full understanding of people aren't loaded with money. And they even set it up to where you could back it by, you know, a dollar and then wait until you get the money. And then you can do this thing. They call it the slacker backer where you can still buy these things from the Kickstarter thing later. Uh, you bought the first, you know, two seasons. You can still get the OVAs later. He, he, they don't. They don't expect that you're going to have all that money up front. Uh, not everybody has, you know, this pool of money like I do that I specifically keep for things like this. So I'm able to do stuff like this. Whereas not everybody's able to do that, and they understand that. And I think that's something that they'll understand in future with later releases. Now, to your question, is that going to changing thing if Funimation suddenly decides to do one for Mushishi at the same time that, you know, like maybe tomorrow when everybody's still kind of cooling off from spending a bunch of money on this Kickstarter. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no answer for that that's going to be any good. But at the same time, I think for Nozomi Entertainment themselves, for future projects, they're, they're, they seem like they're wanting to pad it out. They're going to be busy for this for a year. Easy. Right. Well, well, <laughs> this is my... going to be dubbed for an entire year because they have literally 51 episodes or whatever to do. Well, my my main concern is that they don't t- get the impression at random that, oh, well, Mushishi didn't get covered. That means nobody's interested in it. That is the exact wrong thing to think when you do something like this. If you put um, Mushishi next to Arya and you get nobody covering Mushishi because Arya obviously is their 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 fans are very rabid. That's a great thing. But don't don't discount just because because Mushishi is an art piece, for a lack of a better term, for me, at, at least. And Arya looks like it's fa- fairly artistic in nature as well. You get these two next to each other. Well, people are pro- probably go with this one over this one. Well, does that mean that nobody's interested in the other one? No, it means that nobody had money. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do think there's going to be I mean, that's that I would call it fatigue, that fatigue or that too much of something uh, of backing back and forth is definitely something that is prevalent. That's definitely something that happened, you know, love or hate them with Sekai Project, as I noticed a lot of people having a visual novel fatigue is like, here's another Kickstarter and another Kickstarter and another Kickstarter. And it was like this whole thing of there's too many visual novels and visual novels take a for some people like me take a while to get through. So I mean, I've yet to even finish the ones that I have. Um, but that is a fatigue that will eventually happen is yeah, and we we talked about it when we were talking about kickstarting anime series being produced. Yeah, is a, is a thing that will eventually happen. Ho- uh, hopefully not. Maybe hopefully for the better. We don't know, depending on how it kind of turns out. Is this idea that eventually you're going to have this fatigue of oh here I go back to Kickstarter again. I have to pay for the next series that's coming out. Oh well, there's another. There's another. Uh, they're doing. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of a random series. Uh, Hara and Goo, and they're going to remaster it. <laughs> please <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> and uh 
and now I got now I have to kick back uh, uh, kickstart that one and oh they're gonna do uh, monster now it's time to go out there and and uh, kickstart that one because I want that one as well oh poor Hari and Goo is gonna die against monster <laughs> the only thing that really makes me fear that personally is the idea that technically um, and like I said I think Nozomi Entertainment's handling it a lot better than most are like when we did uh, Escaflone. I play. I paid a lot of money for that box set, and within, I, I didn't even get the box in the mail yet, and they had it on right stuff for discounted price. That that ticks me off. That is that is wrong. But there is that fear there that technically, when you're kickstarting something, they add in a little extra because they're trying to, they're still trying to make the money off the Blu-ray, but they're also trying to make that extra. That is essentially is you saying, I want that box set, but I also want to make this a thing. I want to make this happen. There is a a certain in the way that I'm putting it, and this can be. I'm not saying this is exactly how they price their stuff. In my mind, I can see it as being a there's a, a, a quote unquote tax that is the you're helping this make it be happen because there is extra cost to this. That is the dub. That is the HDing of the, the assets. And it's something that was probably present with the Escafloni one and any other one of these ones that are getting kickbacked is the idea that you're you're not buying a $20 Blu-ray. You're buying a you're buying into something to be a success. You're buying into something, you're helping it be a thing. Granted, sadly, it goes back to our old discussion about you're not getting anything kicked back from that. That's the sucking yeah, part. That's, that's the thing that you that, that you're if, passionate about it, you want it to happen. You you do your what you can to, to help make it things. Yeah, that's one of those things that, if anything, that uh, Pied Piper. I think that Pied Piper kind of gets it. Um, I'm assuming Nozomi's probably going to get it. Is you guys got to remember, you're asking us to put up front something for this. Now, if you were to go to a company and tell them, well, I'm not sure that there's enough people that want to um, buy this. They're going to say, what is the return? They don't care whether or not you can get the audience. They want to know, are you going to give me my money back? And then some. Okay, you're not, you're asking us for the money. We're not asking for a return. We're asking for the product. Now, you can call it a pre-order system all you want. But remember, we are the ones who are making it happen. You're just the one that has the network. That's something you have to remember, and you better thank us when it all comes through. Does that make sense? It's not. I I understand that when it, when it when I make but you something, get your name in the cast. Yeah, I get I get my name in a cast. <laughs> I know. Um, that's the thing is, I want if I make a product, I love my customer. I want my customer to be happy when they receive that product. That customer. If I was to ask that customer, okay, I've got this, you can you help me buy, make this so that I can sell it to a lot of people? Okay, I have to um, appreciate that person because he's the one that helped me make those things so I can make a lot of money. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I think if I had anything to say in response to this for, for Shot and Collector, it would just be don't put Kickstarter, any Kickstarter label on that box. <laughs> right <laughs> looking at Sekai Project again 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop my jabs. I got to get my jabs in on a regular basis. And I think that's something that, that Sekai Project completely forgot about is they, 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 they just know, oh, I can make lots of money if I say I'm going to make a Kickstarter of this. They forgot, okay, you're asking people for money to help you make money. I, I think with you their, remember that. I think with Clinon, it was a thing of they thought this Kickstarter, they were just, it almost seemed like they thought Kickstarter was like some kind of social media group of people and they were trying to, it's cool, Kickstarter, yeah. And that's why they put the steep label over it. But yeah, I think I think uh, I'm just gonna stop there. We talked about it to death, so I'll yeah, I'm sorry. I I totally bombarded our <laughs> discussion. I, we haven't had anybody yell at us for talking about it too much, but and I don't want to get to that point. So that's that's the only reason I'm saying that. Uh, but again, congratulations to them for a successful six. And again, uh, uh, congratulations to the fans of Aria. Um, hopefully, hoping it turn out really really great. And I think they're gonna do a good job on it because they. They have a lot of passion behind it, too. So, And getting that gigantic book. I'm hoping that book will be awesome. I just didn't want anybody to think that we're not being fair. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm completely agreeing to the fact that it does sound hypocr- hypocritical for me to say, you know, good on those of me entertainment when I've been bashing Sekai Project for so long. But, I mean, if you've heard my rants about one or the other, you'll know that why i say that there there's i have a good reason I, i'm making an outline for a article which will will put it all into words that i'm going to post because it annoys me so much so yeah they're two different companies two different groups of people and like i said i i definitely trust pipe piper to uh to show them the proper way of doing this stuff so yeah cool stuff uh hopefully you backed it <laughs> and hopefully i'm not telling you this and you're going crap i missed it because that would be sad. Let's move on. We have our next piece of news is visual novels news. We have Steins Gate Elite is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Um, apparently, Sega and Atlas had opened up a website to announce it. And I don't know that it has been announced to be localized yet. I don't think so. But uh, that's definitely exciting. I, I've been actually wanting to get the Steins Gate visual novel for a long time. I think I was going to get it on the Vita at some point. Um, so this will be another one of those things that tells me, okay, I'll just wait for the Switch version <laughs> if it even happens. Uh, but the Elite version is a uh, like a, an approved version of it, so definitely exciting for Switch fans, more visual novels. Are, do you think that uh, Switch is taking that into consideration, certain sh- games that they're... Because Atlas and Sega are very aware of the American market. Do you think that they're... I mean, Sega, especially for um, Miku... They they're very aware that um, Americans can be very very rabid when it comes to certain things, and Steinsgate does have a following here. Do you think that they'll take that into consideration when they uh, port it over to the Switch and just automatically go ahead and? I think they're aware of the fandom. Um, I think Miku surprised them a lot, but uh, I think they're if anything they should be hitting the coals while it's hot because you know just coming off of stuff like Persona Five. I mean, people are – there's a resurgence of people that are respecting Japanese developers again. Right. So if they can hit that while it's hot, that's always a good thing. I don't know if what, what their plans are going for it, but I know they have a lot of other stuff planned. No, too, I'm making well, so. you speculate. It's a difference. <laughs> yeah, always. It's always fun. Speculation is always fun. There's a lot of other news that happened with that Nintendo Direct as well, so we'll, we're keeping an eye on the Switch as usual. That Octo, what was it? Octo Octopath looked Octopath, interesting. That was straight out of PlayStation One th- CG 3D environments with 2D characters. I was, I was, I was drooling. 
there was a there was a few things in the switch but i until i get my own switch i'm just gonna have to wait until andrew's done with it oh, sigh sigh <laughs> i still gotta download the demo for that when did you did you get the the dlcs for breath of the wild yeah that little that little path shower thingy was pretty scary <laughs> literally does show you and you can run it you can tell it to run through your entire path that you walked i'm like that's like 110 hours of me running around (laughs) and it knows and it knows where you die is too oh really it makes a little dying noise as it's running through it (laughs) it'll it'll, yeah it's it's scary it's like somebody's been stalking me that's the that's the creepy thing it's like why do you have this data in here (laughs) are you stalking me that's creepy Next bit of news. I don't know. I must have got this out of order. Maybe you know, me, I'm out of my brain's out of order. Um, for all those fans like us that are absolutely entranced and in love with Made in Abyss, you'll be happy to know that the last episode will be a one-hour special. I don't know if I should be scared of that or <laughs> excited about that. Lately, it's been. It would be that last scary. last couple of episodes was pretty brutal. I'm. I don't know. I mean, I'd be. I'm kind of worried. No, it was just really that last. I, I enjoyed this this previous this recent episode because that was that wasn't as focused on the brutal brutal stuff. Even though it the ending was kind of scary. Yeah. No, I, I'm, <laughs> the ending's more. I'm really une, un, uneasy about what this could turn into. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm going on a new theory. I think that I think that that helmet knight looking dude. I'm thinking that. I thought so too, but but uh, I, I don't. I, 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 I didn't want to jump why. on that one yet. I don't want to say why, and that that's that's just that's strictly just because my other theory that I had from episode one just died. <laughs> so not not the person died. Don't I'm not spoiling things. I'm just saying that theory is can't happen anymore. Okay. Jeez, we're not spoiling anything. I swear. Yeah, that, that technically means that we have like three episodes technically worth of left. Because we have I don't two more. Think about we it. have two more episodes. And I don't want to think about it. We have one more episode and then a one-hour episode. I don't so. want to think about it. I'm I'm really thinking this will probably be a series. I'll have to get the manga for. And that that kind of annoys me. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get a manga, unless they can give me a really nice wrap up, which I don't think they will. I'm gonna need the manga. Is there any new happinesses? I know that you said that they were taking a month off or something like that. Yeah, I got I got the latest one. Ah, uh-huh. they they yeah. I, I was gonna say something, but that'd be spoilers. That's still good. Why did that randomly jump into happiness? It's just because because you talk, mentioned my manga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Moving forward, we have uh, a good news for Andrew. He finally, Andrew finally has solid confirmation that makes him happy. That in fact the season two of Yuki Yuna as a hero that is coming in fall will be have the uh, the the Washio Shumi arc, which I've been wanting so badly, and it was it was of course in the movies, and they were they were in hinting that the movies would be then split Dang up girls. into episodes. They all got scars all over them. <laughs> well, you know what that story is, right? Yes, I okay. know what the story is. They're gonna yeah. Shut up, Andrew. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, I, I'm really excited about that. I've been so badly wanting that story adapted, and I was really afraid that we wouldn't get it but within the movies, and then we were going to go into a new story with the new season, but it looks like we were going to get all of it, which I think when they originally talked about it and it was hinted at, the whole idea was that the prequel story, Washio Shumi, 
will be that first part of the animated series for the season two. And then the second half will be a new story for the future of everything. So, yeah, Washio Shumi no show will be in that series, and I'm happy. I'm Poor happy girls. and sad at the same time, I guess. I know, I right? Say, I say, See, I that's I where that. I'm at. I'm happy because I get to continue the sh- story. I'm sad because well, you know they have a lot of scars ends. on them, you know and I know how brutal it's going to be. You know how it all ends. That's that's one of those cool things, being excited about something that you technically already know the conclusion of <laughs> and the later conclusion of, so that, that's kind of the one of the funny things, but that's that's cool. Next bit of news we have is uh, Seven Seas, or I'm sorry, Seven Seas, <laughs> Seven Senses of the Reunion Light novel is getting an anime adaptation. Um, it was announced um, in one of the releases of the light novel, I believe. And uh, it, I love the artwork, so that's the only thing that kind of caught my attention. The title on the Crunchyroll news says that Anohana meets Sword Online, which is kind of scary. <laughs> so, I don't know what that means. Uh, that could entail either Ghost Girl in a game. That or, sounds like dot hack sign. Or maybe it's just the <laughs> artist of Anohana <laughs> is doing Sword Online type story. Uh, uh, yeah, you didn't catch that, I guess. That doesn't. I don't, I don't. I don't. I'm making the connection that you're making. I guess I'm girl in a in a game trapped in a game. Dot hack sign. Well, I was talking about Anahana, which is about a ghost, and that's that's what threw me off. So yeah, yeah. The premise for it is in the popular MMORPG World Union, there exists a legendary party. Its name was Subaru. Why Subaru? <laughs> <laughs> Why are they obsessed with Subaru? This party, made up of a group of childhood friends and elementary schoolers, uh, exceeded the limits of the game with their various senses. However, due to an incident which results in the death, in a death, Union ended its service and the group of childhood friends went separate ways. Six years later, high school Haruto um, logged into the new reunion and reunited with a single girl, Asahi one of the one of old Subaru party members and his childhood friend who would who should have died six years ago. There's the connection. So, so is it's she a ghost or question mark? <laughs> that that's not dot hex sign in any way. Yeah, it is. Anyways, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. Now I get the connection that the Crunchyroll made the 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 title. So there you go. Um, that sounds really sad because it's childhood friend. That's dead. Sadness. Okay, moving forward, we have uh, Akari Toriyama, the series creator of uh, Dragon Ball Z, has made a new design for an Android 21 for Dragon Ball Fighter Z, And she looks really cool, so that's the only reason I have this in our news section. I know nothing else about this. <laughs> it's a game. She looks cool. And she's created by the series. Yeah, creator, but do you so. want to buy the game just for her? No. All right. Then. I've never been huge on the. I did one time. It, it was cool, but I had Budokai. I still yeah Budokai. That, that's the one that we bought. But I don't know. I. It wasn't. It didn't give me. It didn't scratch the Dragon Ball itch. Uh, and 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 I'm a whole. I, I'm maybe this one does. I don't know. Tell us, you guys. I'm sure one of you've played it. They also showcased uh, Yamcha and Tien, if anybody actually cares. <laughs> oh, they didn't die? Uh, apparently not. They just used the Dragon Balls, I guess. I don't know. So, yeah. 
next bit, Anam Wingard, the director of the Death Note live-action adaptation for Netflix, apparently deleted his Twitter account. So, congratulations to everybody that harassed him. Pachi, pachi, Come pachi, on, pachi, guys. Pachi, pachi. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I don't really want to get into the drama of it, uh, but yeah, it's it's hinted at the reason why he left is because he was getting death threats. Uh, I only seen one death threat. I, I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm just saying I've seen one of them, and it looked like a Death Note joke, um, so I don't know how harsh that is, but I don't... All I can say is that harassment on the internet kind of sucks. It's one of those things where you're on the internet, deal with it, but I also see the other side of it that, hey, if you've seen a lot of death threats in your your notification feeds on a regular basis, it's it's kind of depressing and kind of sad. I mean, even the negative feedback that we get or if we ever get any kind of attacks, it just, it ruins your day. It, it, it literally does. Every time we've ever had some kind of situation um, with our social media account or whatever, it really does suck and it ruins your day and have probably as much as he's getting. Um, I can only imagine. I would, I would delete my account. I, I'm, that's just me, but that sucks. I, I didn't think it was a great movie, but at the same time, I'm not going to go attacking the person for it. It it exists, and it doesn't ruin the original Death Note. So I don't know why anybody would be upset about it. So, yeah. Depressing news. But uh, he's probably a lot more happier without <laughs> I don't think he's going to miss anything without Twitter. I think we'd all be better off without Twitter. <laughs> sometimes. I like my Twitter, but sometimes I could probably do without it. Next bit of news we have is another studio has been created. Always good to see new animation studios popping up. Um, this one is from the director Hiroyuki Furuya. Furuya, sorry. Uh, he is the, currently the director of my girlfriend. My first girlfriend is a gal, which just just now concluded. So he apparently has uh, got enough money that he's going to open a new studio. So all the power to him. The studio is called. And this sucks because. When I seen this name, all I can think of is how many times am I going to have to say this before I finally get it? Because I'm probably going to have to say it every season now. That's Magia Doragriar. <laughs> I don't think that's Japanese in any way, shape, or form because it has two vowels next to each other. Magia Doragriar. I, I guess that's the way they would say it. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. Magia Draglier. It's something like that. It's got a dragon, so I'm thinking it's probably Draglier. Dragon Glider. Dragon Glider? You think they're yeah, kind of... Magia they, they're doing Dragon the whole, Glider. I think they're doing that whole thing where they merge the two words? Yeah, pretty much. Probably. They love doing that. So, there you go. A new studio. And nothing did else we, really Did we that. see what he, he's done other than Garu? Uh, I didn't really look into it, so no, I don't know. I'm assuming... I, th- I think that was one of those ones where that's kind of like one of their, sh- their first works. So, my enemy list doesn't even pop up. That's always a bad sign. Because <laughs> it'd probably be good to know if we should even be. I mean, it's interesting to know I, that I, there's I, a new <laughs> studio, but. Let's go to Hajimate no Gao first and then look up the director from there. Did directing Strange for Strange the Plus. girls. <laughs> and the and the my girlfriend is a student council president. He did Idolmaster. Oh, he did a key animation in Idolmaster. Yeah, the only directorial work is my girlfriend is the student council president. How'd you mention Ogal and Strange, Strange Plus. Plus? Jeez. So, no, he only did Shin Strange Plus. He didn't do the original. So you're okay because you didn't. It's like still first. an insane <laughs> show. 
So is Haji with the I, I hate the, I hate the oh, fact that did, my... uh, Marcel Gokwin HXH. So he does a lot of etchy stuff. So now we have a studio probably that's going to be devoted to etchy stuff. <laughs> right on. Uh, and he probably has the worst censorship ever. Yeah. That's because HXH did, did a lot of censorship too. Well, just like how uh, technically with my, my first. Now, technically, it's funny. But at the same time, it's too much. My girlfriend is student council president. Literally, every etchy scene was replaced with something else. With Hajimanta no Gao, every etchy scene had these gigantic Gadu arms flying in front of it going, Nyaw! and stickers all over the place. So he doesn't do the most good censorship. I'd rather see like like uh, Terraformers black bars over that kind of no, crap. No, I wouldn't. Probably not. I I just would rather not have censorship at all. Just say Well, there's I'm just saying you have to have it and there you go. What what do you want? <laughs> Speaking of censorship. Really, Andrew? This was so important that you had to bring it up on the on the podcast. Yes, the fact that the Blu-ray and DVD release of Sword Art Online had a trailer for the next project for Sword Art Online is kind of important. That is not what you're bringing up. That's, that's I can read the point. title. I can read the title. No, Anime News Network thinks that's the important bit of news. Oh, okay. But the important news is that Ordinate Scale, Sword Online, when it was released, had a trailer, teaser trailer for the next work that will come out. Nothing else new from it other than that. Okay. Um, but yes. Okay. As Chris points out, that I apparently have to bring up, the rental versions of Sword Online, Ordinate Scale in Japan um, apparently showed some fan service of Asuna and everybody rushed to print them because they wanted to see <laughs> if it was true. Now, th- the funny story behind this, and this was like, uh, I don't know what, Monday or Tuesday. I just, I'm scrolling through my Twitter feed and suddenly out of nowhere, Asuna nipples. I'm like, what the hell just happened? And I'm, and it's not just that, like you would normally, it's like, yeah, suddenly, okay, wow, somebody just posted a, you know, a random fan art. Yeah. yeah, fan art. But no, it, I literally recognized you know, perfect color palette and everything. So I knew it was from, you know, something. And I, and I immediately remembered somebody said something about there being some kind of nudity marking or something on the ratings for Ordnance Scale. And I'm like, oh, is this what they're talking about? They literally had, you know, this stuff shown in the movie. And apparently the theatrical release had it, you know, covered up and there was more close-up shots so that you couldn't see anything. Um, but apparently when they when they did the actual release, they I think the director said that there was going to be, this, you know, you might be able to see something there. And that's why <laughs> everybody rushed to go get it. But yeah, we'll see if <laughs> we'll see if the Western release for Manaplex America decides to include that as well, because that was I wasn't expecting that uh, full butt shot and, and uh, actual Actual nipples from Sora Online, so. Yeah. And there's a teaser trailer in there, too, so there you go. Good news. Thanks for reminding me. I almost forgot about that. I, uh, <laughs> even though I opened that up with, speaking of censorship. <laughs> oh, I like how you played along with that one. Anyways, moving forward, we have, uh, during the AMA with Sean Kleckner for the Kickstarter of Aria, which they did at some point during the the Aria uh, Kickstarter campaign, they did a full Ask Me Anything thing on Reddit. Uh, somebody apparently had asked Sean Kleckner about the possibility of Monster being licensed. 
And his reply was that essentially um, the poss- he was downplaying the possibility of actually doing a release of Monster or licensing it because, as he says, this one is stuck in a licensing quagmire and isn't likely to be resolved anytime soon. So that sucks. Because <laughs> I think the only I think uh, Crunchyroll here in this article they're explaining the fact that Viz only did a box set of release of 15 episodes of the whole 74 episodes. So we really haven't gotten a proper release of Monster, and we know that Monster is on a lot of people's list of favorite of all time. Um, it's one that I've been want- it's on my list of I wish I could watch this. <laughs> And uh, would love to watch it because everybody talks so much about it. But yeah, well, I, that, apparently that waiting longer. It sounds almost like the one that you were telling me about the other day, where it's like that one has been on my list of wanting to watch for a long time. So yeah, yeah. Sad, sad, sad news. Which but it's cool hear, to get a class clarification though. Yeah. Do you have that on your list of things to talk about today? When I was talking to you when you were at your car. Yeah. Yes, that's our topic. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, it doesn't end there. Uh, some really quick run-throughs. We like to do our little, uh, here's some licenses. I also wanted to include in here a lot of endings, because apparently a lot of things are being announced to ending. The Patoom manga is ending. Uh, Mushibukyo manga is ending with its 32nd volume. I really need to worry that. (laughs) Uh, Dragon's Dragon's Dogma Revive manga is ending. Brave Star Romantics is ending uh, the manga. Uh, Macross Delta manga is ending, and You Are the Queen for Indecent Me is ending. <laughs> that sounds like good. I need to watch and read. Get on that, Chris. Uh, some licenses from Seven Seas, they've been going crazy over the last week. So let's uh, let's run through these, and if anything sounds really funny to you, we'll check out the synopsis for it. Uh, Adi Fureta That manga. sounds funny. That sounds funny after that? No, that not really. Fu- oh, you're just trying to mess me up. <laughs> It looks pretty generic. The art looks look good. It looks good, but it looks generic. When the classroom of students is transported into another world act as to act as saviors, <laughs> this does sound generic. <laughs> he finds himself uh, the weakest link. Yes, it does sound generic. As his friends and classmates are granted strong classes and impressive abilities due to their in, uh, existing skills, he is given a weak title of synergist. This sounds very generic. Oh, when a wow. Dungeon harem quest. setup. It, Perfect. <laughs> Hajime, uh, uh, when the dungeon quest leaves the, him separated from his group, Hajime must discover his own talents and his, or be left to rot in this world forever. It is such a setup for a harem. Too excited. Oh, that's he's, the, that's he's the other a synergist. One he's going to um, give them powers and make them super strong, and so that it's perfect. It's a perfect show. The other one and uh, that same announcement was uh didn't I say to make my abilities ar- up <laughs> didn't I say to make my abilities above average or did I say to make my abilities average in the next life? Uh this one is <laughs> when she turns ten year old, uh Adelaide von Asham is hit with a horrible headache and the memories of her previous life of eighteen year old Japanese girl's name or Japanese girl name, uh Kurihara uh, Misato uh, that life changed abruptly. However, when Masato died trying to aid a little girl and met God, during the meeting, she made a odd request and asked for average abilities in her next life. But few things, especially wishes, ever go quite as planned. That is quite a weird <laughs> synopsis. So am I getting that right? That she is in that world, has abilities, got her memories back of the fact in her previous life she asked for above 
uh, for average abilities, but she doesn't have average abilities. Obviously, she's not average. Not average. She's cute. She's a lolly. So obviously, she's awesome. This one, Mushroom Girls in Love Manga. A Yuri manga that is by the creator of Centaur's Life. So there you go, if you're a fan of that one. Uh, Hungry for You, Endo Yasuko Stalks the Night. If it's, this is the next one, if it's for my daughter, I'd even defeat a demon lord. That one sounds interesting. I think I've seen that one. Did we talk about The pictures for it. That one's while on a job deep in the forest, Dill. (laughs) Dale. Dale. Dadu. (laughs) I'm not going to say Dadu. Dale, a young but faint adventurer, comes across the little devil girl who's almost wasted away. Unable to just leave her be, uh, leave her there to die, Dale takes her home and becomes her adopted father. Uh, devil or not, Latina is beyond adorable, and the adventurer soon, our adventurer soon finds himself head over the heels uh, with being a parent. Uh, this sounds like uh, perfect riddle, def- riddle story. No, the. Ugh. Devil, the devil sister one. Oh my gosh. The one where the father brings home the devil girls to his right. house and yeah. But it doesn't sound like that to me. It sounds like, uh, oh my gosh. The cute girl with the spongy sheep, but a fantasy version of it. Spongy sheep. 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 Kiss, kiss. That sounds nothing like a demon girl being brought home and taken. No, I, but it, it's, it sounds like they're going to go with that, but a fantasy version. Sweet and lightning, though. Sweetness and lightning, yes. Like, they're going to be doing a fantasy version of that. This sounds nothing like that. Yeah. The only thing is the fact that this guy is taking care of a girl. That is the only similarity I'm hearing there. And he falls in love with her. Obviously. He was already in love with his daughter in that story. Okay. That was his it's daughter. A, it's a father-daughter thing. It, it, that's all it is. It's just in a fantasy setting. There's nothing the same. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but why was she out in the forest in the first place, and why does she carry the mark of a criminal? Because she's a demon, obviously. Because she kills with her cute looks, obviously. <laughs> Next one, how to treat magical beasts manga. How not to summon a demon lord manga. <laughs> The Dungeon of Black Company manga, Ancient Magus's Bride Supplement 1. That sounds funny. Ancient Magus's Bride's <laughs> official guidebook, Merc Mall. Uh, Satan's Secretary manga. Right on. <laughs> is she a lolly? No. She's a uh, cute. <laughs> She's a megonic. The Demon King is awake at last and hellbent on world domination. But first, he needs a secretary. He finds himself a human... Uh, to organize his devilish plot, and she's perfect for the job. She's perfect, or so perfect, in fact, that she's steadily losing her grip on humanity. Uh, Thanks to her uh, smarts, super skills, and secretarial wiles, it's only a matter of time before the Demon King's destructive dreams come true. She's totally going to take over. He totally wants her. Accomplishments of the Duke's Daughter manga, Himato Imaro-chan manga and Awakers. And Katanji comics. <laughs> Just in time for the second season. I thought they already had Humaro uh, Chan, but apparently not. So, Kadansha comics digital releases licenses. They've announced Magical Senpai, Grand Blue Dream, or Grand Blue Dreaming, Elegant Yokai Apartment Life, and Black Panther and Sweet Sixteen manga. Cool stuff. 
that's all the news It'd I probably have. Probably be good to have elegant yokai because it does not feel like they're going to finish soon. <laughs> yokai ones up. never finished. Yokai <laughs> animes never adapt. Everything. I don't know that they're going to chapter in it well either. Look at the show that I've been watching for forever. That's been like five hundred episodes long. Not really five hundred episodes long. That's me's book of friends. It's never going to end. Uh, yes. We can only hope. So, semi-topic. I don't know if it's going to bring up any discussion. Uh, I just thought I'd throw it in here because it is kind of an interesting area, and I spent too much time trying to figure it out, so I thought I might as well utilize it in the discussional podcast episode. Uh, but I've seen people suddenly out of nowhere on Twitter mention the fact that uh, Harmony Gold is letting go, uh, or going to possibly be losing the Macross license in 2011, sometime in May 21st, I think, like that. May 2011, or May 2021. Did I say 2011? 2021, anyways. 2021? 2021, yes. That's like like five years away. Why is anybody (laughs) worried about it now? They're just happy that there's a end in sight, Chris. Oh my gosh, I was was hoping I would get my Macross like... (laughs) (laughs) Now, the thing, the interesting thing to that effect was that the way... Now, here's what happened. I will admit... Yes, we watched, you know, Robotech, whatever, back in the day. You know, Not that I remember any Don't it. remember any of it. <laughs> um, we did at some point acknowledge the fact of where the hell is it? Like, why isn't there more of this? And then there's this point of it going, oh, cool, there's a new series coming. And then somebody says, you're not going to have it. What, wh- where the hell have you been? Harmony Gold has Macross, and thus we never get anything. And it's like, oh, I didn't know this was a thing. And uh, so, yeah, we learned about Harmony Gold, and then I tried to figure out exactly what the story was behind Harmony Gold, and sadly, it's all kind of mixed up in this crappy legal mumbo-jumbo, and people that are either really, really insanely passionate about hating Harmony Gold, that it's hard to get a true perspective of what's going on from them, Um, but uh, I don't fault people. Let me get that straight. But yeah, so I, I kind of looked into it. I tried to get the backstory and what that means for this this recent discovery. But for and I can I can probably get some information here wrong, and I apologize beforehand. But this is what I'm gathering from what happened is that technically, Harmony Gold Harmony Gold technically bought the international licenses for Macross and a couple of things. Kind of th- that's what made what we have now, um, and. He, they bought it from uh, Tatsunoko, who is the company that made it. And the problem behind that is that Tatsunoko Production doesn't own everything of Robotech Macross. And the problem there was that there was another company, um, there was two other companies, one being um, Big West. Big West was like, hey, uh, at some point when we were trying to, they were trying to release more Macross and stuff, Harmony Gold had said, hey, look, we own international rights to Macross, so give it up kind of thing. And Big West is like, hey, dude, wait. Tatsunoko, who you bought it from, they don't own it. They owned the physical product that was the original Macross. They don't own Macross's name. And what kind of happened from that was that while uh, Harmony Gold was trying to uh, control international release of it and control the, the product... Big West and them were fighting in Japan saying, they went to court and they were like, look, they're saying that they own this thing and we're saying that they can't because they bought it from Tatsunoko who doesn't own the name and the property and everything. They just own the materials. 
And Japan basically decided, look, you know, Harmony Gold doesn't own it, so do what you want to do. So they continued making stuff while they didn't want to fight Harmony Gold for international rights. So that's why we haven't seen anything Macross-wise, because it's been stuck in Japan because they don't want to fight Harmony Gold, who claims ownership of international rights. And so what kind of goes from that is that, of course, we don't see anything from Japan because they don't want to fight Harmony Gold. But apparently here recently, they finally got into a dispute. And what came from that dispute was basically saying, look, the courts in California said, look, Harmony Gold hasn't done anything wrong. They bought that license. You can argue they didn't bite the right stuff. They didn't buy it from the right person, but they weren't technically the bad guys, even though in our eyes, they're the bad guys because they're not doing anything with this and they're blocking anything. They're, they're, a lot of people will see them as what we you know, like a patent troll or a, 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 a licensee troll. They're just going after people who use Macross's name to make money. They're not using the product. And that's what kind of sucks because it's, it's not allowing the product to flourish. So, yeah, like I said, that basically said, you know, they're not at fault here. They haven't done anything wrong. Um, but they essentially gave a date, 2021, unless, you know, parties decide they want to continue the license, Harmony Gold and their their agreement will be ended. And so at that point, that's when hopefully somebody else will get my cross international rights. But that also makes my fear is, is this idea of is Big West, uh, Tatsunoko production, are they going to be okay with wanting to find somebody else after being burnt so bad by by Harmony Gold? That is like a huge fear. Um, but maybe they'll maybe they'll do a, their own distribution. Uh, maybe, I don't know, but... I hope somebody grabs it because it's it it's a shame that we've ne- I I've always wondered about the what what was going on with that. It's it's interesting to see what what actually is the, kind of the story behind it. It it yeah, it kind of really sucks, but it is interesting to know, okay, now I understand why I've never been able to get uh Macross here. But my my hope and this is what I kind of gathered from the legal mumbo jumbo that I was reading is it sounded like it was worded that that they can assent that they're they're not obligated to have to wait into twenty one or twenty twenty one. They're the way that they kind of word it was until um that that is a um max that they that they can cut off before then. And I, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a expert here. I'm not a lawyer. But the way it was worded, unless unless there's one of those things where you go, you can't you can't say, well, it's not literally saying that, so you can just do whatever you want. But the way it sounds like, it sounds like they could technically come to an agreement before then to drop it. I hope so. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe somebody needs to get a hold of Tets, uh, Tetsunoko Productions and 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 Big West and say, look, dudes, I will help you. I'm going to go to them and say, I will pay you this to just drop it now hit while Delta and stuff wants to get out and it's hot. Don't wait on it. Just let's let, let me pay this off. You know, let it be. I'll take over licenses and then we'll go and we'll make this a thing. So I don't know, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll get some, some, uh, Macross. Yeah. Hopefully eventually. they're not, they're not holding it ransom or something like that. They technically are. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of people's claim is that they're just using it to, to sue people. And to every now and then go, hey, do a Kickstarter for a live action. Yay. That went well. That's a, that's sarcasm, right, by the way. So 
hopefully I got that information properly. That, that's basically the, what the gist I got out of like three different people talking about how it kind of went down. So, yeah. 2021. Look forward to it. That's it. That's that's my topic that uh, just basically turned into me talking about trying to explain Harmony Gold. <laughs> but uh, let's move on to our community. Again, you can go to talkaspirit.com, go to the forum links at the top there, and go into our anime cast area of the forums, go to the anime cast question thread, submit your question there after registering and talking to some other people that are cool. And you can also go to uh, the main otakuspirit.com website and go to the contacts it's now button up there and post it that way. Or you can go to Twitter, send me there. Lots of different ways you can do it. Our first one we have, it's one of these wonderful people that you can talk to on there, is Fragoff. Says, so, like asked in another thread, is Ranma Sat- uh, Saotomi a trap, a reverse trap, or just added this possibility, a traps trap? You got to have priorities in life and spend your brain power on the right questions. Yes, this is this is one of those questions that we all should ponder. Um, I think the proper question is not necessarily is he a trap, but is he a male or is he a female? See, a trap implies that he has the gender parts of the opposite gender. The problem is, is that Actually, Ranma is switching completely. So, actually, is he not a gender swap? Yeah, I don't. Ranma does is probably one of those early experiences where in anime viewing, where you're like, "Wow, female Ranma is really hot," and then you gotta go, <laughs> "Wait, but wait, but but if." If the water changes, or if he gets different temperature, he's going to change back to a dude. So I'm not sure if I I want to be attracted to that. So that does bring up the element of technically that's not a trap by definition in the realm of otaku dictionaries, um, because like you mentioned, it's not technically a you know boy dressed up as a girl. It's just a person changing dinner completely. <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't really work the same way. So I broke your question entirely. There's no trap in that whatsoever. Sorry. That's what I was it's saying. A it's a gender swap. I'm glad though. I'm glad that through our knowledge, we're able to put your brain power <laughs> towards <laughs> other things. So now you can create new questions, new possibilities that you can prioritize your life and brain power to. You're welcome. Lulink. Lulink chimes in. Welcome to the forum, by the way. Here's a few questions from a lurker. Parentheses me. Is uh, is it me or anime with foreigners depicted in interesting ways are uh, rare? Uh, true. Uh, take darker than black. For example, you meet uh, contractors from Europe and nothing else could tell you uh, tell you that apart from the characters explicitly uh, talking about it. Some shows do it better to an extent, yes, but I haven't found any that do it any interest in an interesting way. Uh, in my opinion, that should always be an opportunity to make a character stand out more morally speaking and not only culturally you, like if it's only seen. You don't want them to seen. you don't want them to make the um, the western characters stand out because the way they do that is make them obnoxious and annoying. <laughs> that is the, that is what they think that we are is obnoxious and annoying. And that's all we ever do when we come up on a show like that. 
No, I, I think there's a mixed thing there because I think in certain regards they do it in a way that is for comedic value. I think they do it in some ways that are per, uh, I think I think in most cases they are self-aware of the idea that they are being very um satirical almost like you're they're pushing the boundaries too much so that it stands out too much. That's like uh a good example is Beck, Mongolian Chop Squad. When they run into the the American guys and they're just like obnoxious. They're cussing up a storm. They're they're being very intimidating. I, I, I was and thinking the of only Stein's one they Gate. Pick up is vodka. <laughs> I was getting. I was thinking of Stein's Gate. <laughs> yeah, that in often cases they're they're often into the extremes. But yeah, is it, ex- it is it an opportunity to do something cool? Yeah, of course. I mean, they can definitely make a character that is. But you also have to worry about, is it going to, the way you point out the fact that the only way they know is because they talk about, you know, I'm from Europe or whatever. But do you want to sit through, like, you know, the possibility of them being too literal about it, being too too talky? It's blatant exposition, and that that's the, the only problem that will come out from that is, okay, now suddenly I don't know where he's doing this, obviously, to point this out. He's talking about... I like fr- I where's the French bread in this entire in town? It, that kind of stuff will jump up. Stuff that can easily describe where they're from. It takes a really, really, really smart and brilliant person to be able to. And, it, and I'm gonna say that's not me. Um, and I'm gonna say probably not most of directors and writers are going to be able to say I honestly know European people and could give you a honest and to goodness natural european person talking about european things that will point out that they're european or to make an american person that is truly american talks about things an american would naturally that technically an american would be the only one that would pick up on so there's these these things of it requires a smart person that knows many cultures and not just knows the cultures but knows people because you can know about a culture and not know how people talk day to day I can I can tell you a bunch of cool, interesting things about Japan, but I can't tell you what you know kids right now are talking about because uh, it, it changes every single day. So it needs a smart person, a person that's very culturally knowledgeable, but not culture just culturally knowledgeable, but actually grass, grassroots and the now knowledgeable. And then you have to think about the fact that that's not really that significant because when it, at the end of the day, it's broadcast on Japanese television. They don't care. They don't even know. They're not going to know if they mention all they know. All they know is that the blonde character said "Viva la France," and, <laughs> yes. that, and that was cool to them. "Viva la France," yes. So it, it's it's an easy way out. In in the end, it's an easy way out. Yeah, would it be cool? Sure, it'd be really culturally smart and really really fantastic to have that. Wow, that really does sound like an American person that's talking about American issues. But in the end, it's not really worth it, probably, to most of uh, writers. I think that's something you'll probably find more prevalent in really smart and in-depth novels and stuff like that. But most well, of those don't really get okay. adaptations. Th- think of it from the from the flip side. Okay, we see we're more in tune to a Japanese. Um, I, I don't want to say Japanese perspective, but we're more in tuned to the cult, the Japanese culture as a as a whole. And when we see something on an American show and it's let's say um, 
I, I hate to say it because I, I it implies something about Hiro that that it doesn't need to be implied, but Hiro Nakamura, um, we we're more in tune to seeing things that are obviously the director didn't quite catch because Hiro Nakamura did, did fine. I'm just saying using him as an example because he's the Japanese guy on Heroes, um. But we would be more inclined to notice something that he doesn't quite grasp or he doesn't quite convey well. That's that's something that probably they, in their perspective, would probably notice. That's not quite Japanese. We are doing the exact opposite. We're seeing something from a Japanese perspective of things that they think that is western does that make sense mm-hmm. so when they do something it stands out a little bit more like when they're talking in english we know it's a japanese person talking in english except for sandelson but <laughs> don't be mean to sandelson <laughs> sandelson's best man the the my point is is that we notice things they don't notice it because they are not seeing it from our perspective the exact opposite would be the same. Like if they were to watch Heroes and they see Hiro Nakamura, they probably would go, "That's not Japanese. What are you doing?" So, and I I know I'm using Hiro Nakamura as an example. He's not. I I think he did wonderful in in his roles. My point is is that's what I'm tr- I'm trying to see. I'm saying. A uh, second question from Lelink is, did you play 999? I think he's talking about nine rooms, nine doors, nine people. I think it's called the DS game. Yes, he's talking about DS. Uh, if not, it's a visual novel with escape the room puzzles for the DS. Wouldn't it make a fantastic anime? Um, I, Shameless. I guess should I probably, <laughs> I guess it probably in the kind of that and Virtual's Last Reward and all those kind of titles kind of, in from my perspective, came out about the same time as uh, as the uh, Danganronpa series, so I think you'd probably get a pretty good idea of how it would be based off of how that anime adaptation worked out. So I'm sure if you watch that, you might be interested in checking that out. I think they have a similar perspective or similar thing going on with it, with people trapped. Virtual Dice is awarded for sure as people trapped and stuck in a game, basically, that somebody's kind of puppeteering. Um, but no, haven't played it. It was definitely one that I want to look into, but time thing. So that time thing. He says this game is has everything needed. Interest, interesting characters you could put, really put into an anime beyond the anime art style. An incredible soundtrack, and that makes even the text-based game feel intense and uh, poignant. Story. Uh, the only downside is the fact that you have you have multiple endings to depict something anime adaptations have overcome before. Sorry, you had something else? No, I was just going to say it's probably on our shame list. Hmm. And that'll go into the next question. Well, Link also says in three, third question, uh, which visual novels, uh, which visual novel would work even better as animes than they, uh, than they work as games? Um, <laughs> I haven't even really finished the visual novel, so I can't really give you an answer. For yeah, that. so that's, that's the only the one thing. I really finished was uh, Planetarian, so and that's hard to adaptation. It's one of those hard things. We we have kind of shifted into more anime, and so games has really gone to the wayside. It's not that we don't like games. I would love to dig into some of these visual novels, especially Clannad, and uh, really, really want to do uh, Fritz's Garcia. But the problem is, is that 
that is what I think I've heard at the safest estimate that uh, Grisaya was a 50-hour game on the safest estimate. And I think that it's some... Much more than that, probably. I know. I think it's some double that. So it's like 110 hours or something like that. But the problem is, is that we want to dedicate this time to you guys so that we can watch these shows for you. So we... It's just not... Way to blame not, them. I'm not trying Good to blame job. them. I'm just trying to say that that's where our priorities are lying right now. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. So I think the I think the, the only other way I can really answer that is the fact that I have finished quote-unquote visual novels, but they're not full visual novels. They are games that have visual novel aspects and GRPG elements added to it. Uh, Conception 2 needs to be an anime. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Chris, can, Chris can go with me on that one. Conception 2 would be an amazing anime. What, what was the Moe Chronicles? Uh, that should be an anime, too. Moe Chronicles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't beat that one, though. I guess the question is if they beat it. Uh, Lolink says, and that's it for now. I'll take this opportunity to say thank you for uh, thank you to uh, for all the hours of entertainment. Uh, because even if you're not the best at making your point across, how many shows have you described as having that element of something? You somehow stay coherent and uh, with what you always stood for, without falling or failing in, falling into a formula for each episode. This sentence was way too long. I know. Thank you for reading, Andrew. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's... Good job, Andrew. I like that ending. That was a funny ending. I don't know if you intended that or not. How many shows have you described as having the element of... That's probably me that they're... Oh, I, I'm guessing you're talking about cross-referencing. Like, where we say this show is similar to this show because of this element, rather than maybe describing the element itself. Maybe that's what you're talking about. I can see that. Uh, I apologize for that one, but we we try to we try to describe things in a way that will be appealing to people. I try to describe those elements, and sometimes when we're saying this has something similar, yeah, sometimes we're doing that because we don't know how to explain it, or it's we're trying to say if you like this element, you're going to like this show as well. I'm not again. I'm not sure if that's what you're implying, but uh, thank you again for the great feedback, though. Blue Spark, and don't be a lurker too long. Go talk to people. Make a make an introduction post. You'll go get some great people there talking to you. Blue Spark jumps in and says, "Our exploration fleet has gone." Oh, gosh, <laughs> I know what this is. <laughs> I didn't prep. I didn't prepare for this. Well, we should just go ahead and open up another screen with um, anime lists so that we can at least get names. Oh, okay. Because, Let like, me just like like Hana Yamata. Right I know the the characters, but I could not. I can't think of the names. And he, and he just thinks I could just like type. I know that you're, Hana Yamata like is there. Is there said, here, fill out this sheet. It, you just do a V lookup, right? And like, yeah, it's just a V lookup. <laughs> you're just like my coworkers. But yeah, this, this is one of those. I guess I just do this and then we'll talk. Sukiyomi Moon Face. <laughs> my brotherhood. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember the characters and that I had in our in, when I was making the jokes about this the other day. <laughs> oh, I think I I made I created a monster. Hana Yamata and Shiki. I created a monster. I created a monster last time. I got real dark, and he he he, he attached that one. Kion. 
<sighs> you have to specify if it's 2006 version of Kanon. I'm sorry. I cannot do that one. Okay, to be fair, we have not watched Kids on the Slope. So. Oh, I don't have to bother doing that one then. Yeah. I'm just typing in without even looking at it. <laughs> I, you have watched all we kids watched, <laughs> we first watched the first uh, couple of episodes of those uh we'll have to work with each other on that one <laughs> so yeah the, the joke here is that in our previous discussion podcast blue spark was kind enough to make a a great little fun game of shipping characters from different shows we tried our hardest because a lot of the shows we hadn't watched um but and Chris it, became the lolly shipper, lolly. apparently. Yeah, for, ship every single lolly character. It's, <laughs> it's like, hey, Chris, who do these two characters from these two shows would you like? And his mind's going, lolly characters. Is there a lolly character? In the show? <laughs> yeah, this character. And is there a lolly character in the show? Yeah, this character. Okay. That's good. To I'm be like, fair, I'm giving to, I'm giving ideas here. Like, this is the reason why. But he's like, two lolly characters got him good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My brain power usage is way more... I guess over. Okay, to be here. fair, I I came up with an interesting one for Soul Eater and 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 uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Well, okay, we'll get to that. <laughs> so, anyways, let, let, let me get Blue Spark says our exploration fleet has grown in numbers, but we could still use some reinforcements. So, the next round of ship construction or construction is in order. Go ahead and pair them up. So, essentially, he's asking us to pair up characters because if for those that are uninformed of this, shipping is where you just say these two characters need to get together so he's taking two different shows and saying pair characters between those two shows uh the first one he has is moon phase sukiyomi moon phase and karen the i'm guessing the the vampire one right. it says or vampire knight if you haven't watched karen we've watched karen who do you think we are <laughs> vampire knight what's that i have karen? watched that that's important i have watched vampire knight i watched a little bit of vampire knight it had it was pretty dark I don't know why you watched that one. That wasn't that wasn't your youngin days when you were okay with that dark stuff. So, so anyway, it's obvious for me it's going to be Karen and, and Hazuki. So, good job, Chris. <laughs> I don't remember any of the characters of Karen. That's the problem. And I don't, I don't remember any characters from. There's from only Suki one important character either. in 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 Karen is is Karen, and and then maybe the 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 Lolita sister. But you hey, know. there's there's Artemis. There's Artemis from Sukumun. She's cute. She is adorable. Um, we'll put her with, let me find another cute character. Cause that's what, that's what we do, right? Just find cute characters. Yes. Since obviously we don't remember any of these characters. Anju. Who's Anju? She looks cute. That's the, that's the Anju sister. The, there the, you go. the Lolita sister. Yep. Right there. Boom. Good. Good. We haven't watched this watch show this in so long. <laughs> I gotta watch this so bad again. I, we have Sukumin and Moon Phase, but there's no Karen. I don't think there's been a release of Karen. Recently anyways. So. Next he has is Soul Eater and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Okay, to be fair, I did not do Lolly and Lolly, but I did come up with this thing that I think would be perfectly awesome. I like how you try to drag it out like now, like it's going to make any different. The what's big old strong what guy. What's his name? Armstrong or something? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um... Yeah, Armstrong. Alex Armstrong. 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 And Excalibur. I'm going to go with, what was what was that name, that crazy thing that guy made? That dog creation that guy made. I'm going to mix that with Excalibur guy, because he's annoying as hell. 
That's mean to the dog thing, though. That's the sad thing. And I don't know if that's that's probably. I don't even know if that's in Brotherhood. I'm going, see, I'm going based off the be, original. Uh, Armstrong would be completely okay with it. He, he he'd just be like, ooh ooh, you know. He'd be just like flexing and 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 doing I just everything. Want to torture the Excalibur. I don't know what you're doing. I guess they could torture each other. Well, he could he he could he would be the one one that would be capable of uh, wielding Excalibur because Excalibur has millions of rules and he would be able to handle all those rules. I think I think everybody's probably yelling out that they want to see um, they want to see Death the Kid probably paired up with Roy Mustang because I think they have some similarities there. Yeah. Yeah. I would go I would go with um uh, let's go with Winry and the oh, that Thompson was, sisters. That was that was the pairing I wanted to do. Oh, what's the guy's name? That's what I want to remember. I don't even know if they'll have him in here. Anyways, there's a dad in and yeah, again, we're going based off that. the original Full Metal Alchemist, because we haven't watched Brotherhood. The original Full Metal Alchemist, and I'm not sure if it's in Brotherhood. If it is, then that's just screwed up. But there's a dad that does a really bad thing, and I was going to pair him up with the the Frankenstein guy. I think they'll be perfect together because they like to mess up things. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they both do something very Frankensteiny, I guess is the best way to put it. But no, I think Subaki should get with uh, with uh, Alfonso because I love Subaki, and Alfonso was cool. I could go with that. I get, I get my only serious connection there. Because everything else seemed like it was dorky stuff. Because poor, poor Alfonso. <laughs> He's had a rough life. He deserves a good girl. Man, I miss Soul Eater. That's Corona. Corona. Cool too. Poor Corona. Anywho. Next one. Next one. Next one. Now we're getting dark with Hanayamata and Shiki. Not quite sure why you wanted to do this to me. Didn't we say that we haven't watched Shiki? <laughs> why are we doing Shiki again? We've only watched... I only watched a few episodes of it. And this kind of sucks because there's no real safe oh, way for I'm me to wrong. pick a character in Shiki. If you know anything about the characters in Shiki... Do you, do you want a list anyways? So you just throw out names... Look for I, I, I have to. Character. I don't have. I well. I already. I only know of one Lolly character, and and then I have one other option, which she's even crazier than the uh, than the Lolly character. So, so Sunako and Machi, right? No, that's not the Lolly character. Uh, Hana and and Sunako. Actually, I think it is. Yeah, it's Aoyuki, So of course it is. Yep. <laughs> it's just dark. It's yeah, really I know. Dark. So I'm gonna have to put her with uh, who, who's Blondie. Blondie? Hana, yeah. Oh, I'll put her with Blondie because she's about the only one who could run away fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> she climbs up two-story buildings, apparently, on the outside. Oh, I love that. That was interesting. <laughs> that was Andrew's hang-up and why he quit. Yes. Uh, Neon Jesus Evangelion and K-On! Uh, Asuka Langley Soryu and uh, Mio. Ui. Ui, because she's, be- she's best big sister. So, so Asuka Lenly Soria needs a, a caretaker. So Ui would be the best caretaker because she's best big sister. So, or she was a little sister. I don't know if she was big sister or little sister. Little sister. There. I I concur with this one. I'm good with it. Again, it goes back to the cheeky thing. Is anything else would be a bad? Thing? <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't. I mean, you're talking about. A I bunch don't of want any of my girls older... with 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 uh, with what's his Kauru, and I don't want I I don't want them anywhere near. I mean, I could accept them being around uh, Ray, but not Shinji. Yeah, uh, he'd he'd get he'd influence them in bad ways, and nah, we're good with either Oscar or Ray as as a Perry. Well, the problem is you have like a show full of adults and older teens and then a show about middle schoolers <laughs> it's kind of difficult to pair anybody up um but i just want ui to take care of you know best girl oscar lane and they saw you so Are you sure it would be i oscar started being fires we're passionate about who's best girl in that one it's been so long since so i watched canon so canon and kids on a slope we haven't watched kids on a slope so we can't right, really can't necessarily do that. do that let's ship characters in canon Okay. Um, um, Ayu and Makoto. I'm on board. There you go. That's Gal, right? That was Ugu and, Ugu. and Gal Girl, yes. Okay. <laughs> if you want to explain them strictly based on their vocal quirk, <laughs> yes. It's Ugu and. No, Ugu, Ugu was Error. Was that? Um, who was Ayu? Ayu was. Uh, oh, she was Ugu. Yeah, Ugu. She did Ugu. Ayu did Ugu. And then Makoto. I think she just did Ao thing. Yeah, Ao. Got it. I can't believe I remember these stupid things. So stupid. This is cute, so I don't forget it. It's been like five years since I watched it, so shoot. Um, last one is Kiss Him, Not Me, and this is First a, Love Monsters. First Love Monsters this is the a chicken. Special, oh, gosh, this <laughs> is a special decision here. Why would I, I totally didn't recognize the name at first. <laughs> no, you didn't recognize. I'm not name. pairing up characters with first love monster characters. Yeah, yeah, we can. Oh, no, this is perfect. We can totally do it because I could torture the characters I hate from Kiss Him Not Me. Okay, I like. I, I wasn't thinking of going that direction, but I was thinking. I was thinking. Don't Kaho Kaho girl with the female character from the other show. <laughs> I just want to make Yuri's. Kai and Kaho. Yay! Uh, I don't know. Um, I, <laughs> all it's going to be is who do I want to torture? I think I think Kai would be perfect with Kanade. I, I think she will be so oblivious that she won't even recognize their relationship. And Kanade would just would play with his, his friends with their things. Well, that's, and that's the show the, the already. Show that's just how the show is already. She is completely oblivious and Ooh, I know. That annoying jerk brother towards the end of Kiss Him Not Me is totally getting with Genjiro, the the guy with a really deep voice <laughs> that always liked to touch his little thing. Perfect. I I successfully tortured somebody. I think this is just turning into us talking I almost about wa- I almost want to see the, the dub just to see if they pulled it off. I don't remember if we did. Yeah, we failed miserably on that one <laughs> more than the last one, I think. But we hope that was entertaining enough. Uh, Blue Spark says to end the uh, aesthetic note on an aesthetic note uh, with a second question: Are there any hair accessories for anime characters which you particularly enjoy seeing, uh, either in general or with certain uh, perhaps iconic characters in mind? I I wouldn't say hair thing in particular i do like the hairband thing but in particular i have a thing for the bells i don't know why I, it's just a, a thing that works for me 
I thought the girl from Virtuous Planet had this thing. I like the ones where they have... Uh, the one that always gets me is the girls who have the front bangs that are going down the side of their face, and they have the 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 thick wrap around it. It's, it's tied down in the front yeah. with just a wrap. I think that looks absolutely... I thought that she had it, but apparently not. The, the main girl from Virtuous Planet. She has the ponytail, doesn't she? I know that she had a ponytail, but I thought she had the front thing too. Let me see if it shows in here. I know that. Uh, I, I just, I just, I think it's really, really cute. I, Gal I girl has of... has one, but it's a snake. Yeah, no, and this um, one specifically. Deanna had one. one. I seen one recently too. That's what's Deanna? crazy. Deanna from what? Turn A. Uh, that's technically it, but it's only one side. Deanna right. had it on both sides, and they were kind of they look more like gens. Uh, but that same concept, but one side thicker. I like that look. I, I for life of me cannot think of any shows that have that. And I think it's I think it's absolutely adorable. One of our girls in Monogatari got one. But anyways, that one. Other than like, that one, in particular, Recreators has um, what's her face, and she has the bells. That that's what I'm talking about, mm. where they tend to bounce around and they shake their bells once in a while but the other one i really like is uh not necessarily anime but they did make an anime out of it i really like the uh the plus sign on uh hyperdimension neptunia oh, that was a cool little headpiece uh this is one that i was hoping that i would be able to look through a list to kind of get some other ideas because um that's one of those questions that kind of require some planning so maybe i might if i remember to put this question in for another discussional podcast because I think it's kind of fun remembering things like that. So, yeah. Uh, and one more we have here is... Lane do it? F- huh? Lane do it? You're still stuck on the hair thing? Yeah. I was <laughs> thinking about Lane. Yes, I think actually... It doesn't show in that Where picture. Where is your picture of Lane? Oh, there it is. It doesn't show her in that one. That one's more natural. Um, I think the artist does that a lot, though, if, it, if now I'm recalling correctly. Yeah, Lane does it. She has the cross one. Ha. So yeah. We found one. There you go. There's your example, finally, is Lane. So your experiment's Lane. She does the front thing that Andrew really, really likes. Uh, so if you were looking for one of those many other things to put on Andrew's he weirdly likes this too much list, along with, like, you know, underboob and stuff, that's another one to put in there is the front hair bang with the, yeah, tied down. So. Nice one. Fragoff says... If Saitama should sneeze and do an uncontrollable fart at the same time, like it happened to most normal people in life, could we assume, since he doesn't have control over it, that it would be too strong and destroy the solar system? By extinction, uh, since most of the time those sneakies really hurt. Could it be the only thing that could hurt Saitama? Um, yeah, I can. I can. Probably. That implies that Saitama doesn't have control at some point during his life, and that is impossible. We all know. Did I miss that this point in the One Punch Man where he f- sneezed and it destroyed things? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He does not lose control. He's I wonder if it's a manga thing. It might be a manga thing. Is that spoilers that he sneezes and destroys things? You just spoiled things for me. Thanks, Frag Off. But no, if in theory, if in the manga it describes at some point that sneezing and he has no control and destroys things, then yes, it would. 
it could possibly be a yin yang thing where they offset each other and thus neutralizes themselves. So, right? Is that how the yin yang, the the yin and yang work? Is it it, it neutralizes he also, themselves? He is, he's complete control and he has complete destruction at the same time. And they cancel each other out. Right. Yes. Gotcha. Fergus says, uh, the search for truth has no limits, and if no knowledge is whimsical, then I am the bringer of all that embodies the definition of smart. You can thank me later. can thanks me later. Thanks me later. I like how you misspelt that. But in actuality, if you think that you're in the embodiment and the definition of smart, then you're probably saying right there, come at me, bro. Thanks. That's how it's spelt. I like that. I like but that see, confidence. But see, you completely skipped his second question. What's the second question? Can that hurt Saitama? No, because it neutralizes itself. I said that. I got you. Okay, so we, we answered both of them at the same time. I yin see. I see. I was trying to be thorough, and you had already f- finished it all off. I got you. That's it. That's all the that's all the questions we're doing for now. We do have one more question from Companion QB. Sorry we couldn't get around to doing your question, but it's also another one of those ones where I would like to actually take time to fill it out as well so but yeah that means that we do another call for you guys to send us some more questions granted we are probably going to be a while before we get around to them but it's good to people start kind of building them up so that we have them because technically next week we'll be going into reviews and the first impressions and all kind of stuff but when we come back into our discussional podcast cycle we need more questions to be able to knock out so uh yeah we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. You enjoyed the news. Let us know if you have any input on any of the news bits. If you know everything about Harmony Gold and you do that hashtag thing where you hate it, then you could probably fill me in on what I'm wrong about. <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. Um, but yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. Again, you can find us at talkaspear.com. Go there for our news reviews, coverage of noodle anime, as well as our wonderful community in the form links at the top, social media links on the right side. It's from anime fans for anime fans. And we thank you all for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed and y'all take care. Oos. Oh